So you are doing some research here. Yeah, so uh, Cam the intern. Got oh, his own, own podcast. Got his own podcast. But it looks good. Looks good. Logos, good Maybe graphics. Maybe it sounds good, too. Oh, Cam. Hardworking kid. Cam? Yeah. Every day that kid's stock goes up a little Doesn't bit. A little bit. Ryan Hurtry on the way. It's good off the backboard and in. I'm sorry. What a take by Ducker. Jones, another steal. Spin on Caldwell and the layup's good. I would like to see you hold a mirror up to yourself and interview yourself. As good as this was, it could only be better if it was all you. Tuning in, I was a fan. I was like, man, let's do it. Cam, thanks so much for having me on. I'm happy to be here. Joined today for the first time, Cam Isamone. Gallagher's going to have to shoot it from beyond the arc. And it's good. Jacobs for three. He got it! My goodness, what a shooting performance by I think Cam's Corner is great. Tune in to Cam's Corner. This kid's going to make it. <laughs> He's going to make it here. And we are back, guys. Welcome back to another episode of Cam's Corner. Again, it's been a minute. Again, I appreciate you guys for tuning into the documentary. Still at the top of my YouTube, so if you guys haven't checked it out, go check out my home documentary on Coach Dan Missoula. Um, like I said, appreciate all the support. Uh, but today joining me a senior guard at Johnson & Wales University in Providence, Cranston native. From Rhode Island, Arius Raspberry. Arius, thanks, thanks for, uh, you know, taking the time joining me, man. I appreciate it. No doubt. Appreciate you having me. Yes, sir. And the first thing I want to ask you right off the bat is, will you be returning for fifth year at Johnson & Wales? Yeah, as of right now, yeah, I will be. There you go. That's it. That's how we started off the show. Um, and every time I start off the show, I always ask players or coaches or whatever, whoever I talk to, um, you know, where that passion for what they love sparked from. So for you, um, you know, basketball is obviously your passion. So at a young age, where did that passion for the game of basketball kind of spark from? Uh, really just being around it. So I have an older brother. My older brother played. My dad coached him at St. Matthews and Cranston. We both went to school there. So I was just around the game at a young age, going to my brother's games, practices. And I was always playing, shooting around, chasing rebounds for people on, on the team. And I know as – as that went on, I just I ended up playing. I was about five years old. My dad subbed me into a fifth grade game. My brother was in fifth grade at the time, and I scored like six points. And from then on, I knew exactly what I wanted to do at five years old. Yeah, and kind of from that age and on, you know, developing your game. Uh, who were kind of the role models you looked up to uh, as far as like people in your life? Not so much like NBA guys that you looked up to, but people in your life that mentored you. Um, you know, the types of teams, AAU programs and camps that you went to that helped develop you as a player? Honestly, it was – what inspired me was the people in my life were literally my dad, my brother, that whole fifth grade team that my dad and my brother – that my dad coached and my brother played on, my cousin Napoleon. It was them that really just set it off for me. And then as I got older, obviously, I started going to basketball camps like uh, – Camp Barrow was very, super inspiring for me. Shout out to shout out to Calvin Jones. I started gaining more love for that because I was a three sport athlete growing up. I played baseball, uh, baseball, basketball, and football, and I was always wondering what I wanted to do with that. But basketball was my first love. Yeah, I just quit everything else. Yeah, I feel that. Uh, like I played basketball in high school too at Johnston, um, and I went one year. I went to Camp Barrow. I remember like all you guys were there, David, Cole, all those guys were there. And I was like, I'm, this is yeah. not for me, man. Like I'm not at this level of all these guys and all that. But, um, you know, to kind of see like to be in this spot and to talk to all you guys and see where you're at. I think that's like the probably one of the coolest jobs in the world in the sports aspect. So yeah. uh, <clears throat> talk about your game a little bit more, you know, just watching your game now and, uh, you know, the highlight reels that you put out, making like highly contested shots. I feel like you get to the basket with ease and, draw a lot of contact with your game and stuff like that. Going back to like the role model part, who are the kind of NBA players that you looked up to, to kind of 
you know, mold your game around when you were growing up? Uh, I don't know. I I, I don't really have any. Well, I, I watched a lot of a lot of Chris Paul, Rajon Rondo growing up. Derrick Rose is my all time favorite point guard, though. I loved him to death. Like that was his guy. I know my game wasn't going to reflect his, but the things he did on the court was just amazing, and it always sparked my eyes. So, but trying to mold my game after it's probably just Chris Paul. Chris Paul was just. He was people my age, you know. Chris Paul was just he was he was a dog back then. Yeah, when it, you were at a young age, like you knew you wanted to handle the rock and be like the number one guard, or was it kind of yeah. like finding your yeah, you you wanted to, you know, develop around those kind of guys, like you said, Chris Paul and Derrick Rose. Um, as far as your shot goes too, like obviously you're a left-handed shooter. Um, I feel like it's very unique to come across a lefty dominant player because it's not, I mean, a lot, you know, you see in Rhode Island for one, but who kind of inspired that, or was it kind of just you kind of gravitating towards your left hand? Honestly, it's a crazy story. So a lot of people don't know this, but I'm really right-hand dominant. I just shoot mm -hmm. left-handed. Like, the only thing I do with my left hand is shoot a basketball and write left-handed. Everything else I do is with my right hand. And it's crazy because I was in preschool, and my preschool teacher tried to make me write right-handed, but it just was – it was crazy uncomfortable. So – I ended up writing with my left hand one day and she was like, he's a natural lefty, but I feel like that's where I got my strength from with my right hand. So like when, if you see me attack the basket a lot, I'm really scoring with my right hand a lot. I'm using my right hand floater, but that's, that's a little backstory on why I use my right hand more than on my left. Yeah. You, you talked too about like the early camps that you started off with uh, and that obviously like progressed throughout high school too, with camp arrow and um, all those AAU programs, but starting off high school, at Cranston East, you know, kind of just talk about like your success there. Uh, what it was like to compete at a division one level. Um, and then, you know, kind of capping it all off as in a thousand point score, like kind of like, you know, full circle ending. So yeah, Cranston East, that was like the best time of my life. Basketball was like most fun there. I, I was playing with kids that I grew up playing against. I mean, playing with in my city, playing from CLC I've traveled with, going to ninth grade and playing senior year with them making the final four my senior year but it was just it was a beautiful journey I I, I gained a lot of respect in my city from kids my peers like teachers people in like the administrative office like I've, I've just learned to, I've gained a lot of respect from people like that and it was just it was just the best time of my life I feel like I developed as a player a lot there I had, I had a great coach there. He really believed in me, really gave me like all time confidence. And the guys I played with were just, they were, they had my back no matter what. They also, we all gelled together. Like we never had any problems together, nothing. I love those guys to death. And when I felt like I was out there with them, I felt like I can beat anybody, truthfully. Yeah. And like I mentioned too, like capping everything off as a thousand point score and then kind of looking back oh, yeah, at yeah. all the things, but like kind of to add on to that, like what are those accolades? What does that mean to you? I mean, obviously some players say uh, it's all about like winning and teamwork and all that, but for you, what, is, what does that mean to have those kind of accolades in, in your honor? Uh, it means, it means a lot. I mean, I put the work in, so mm -hmm. I definitely, I put a lot of work in, in high school. I'm still putting a lot of work in, I'm still chasing accolades, but just as far as high school, like I've, I put I put so much time in. So knowing that I was a thousand point scorer, like that night was crazy. Like I had the whole entire gym chanting my name. Um I didn't get a win. I didn't get to win a championship. That would have been most like 
that would have solidified my career there. But, you know, I put a lot of work in, in high school. So every accolade I, I got, I felt like it was well-deserved. What do you think some of the hardest, like, competition was in uh, at Cranston East? Uh, definitely that Hendricken team. I never got to beat them. <laughs> yeah, I never got yeah. to beat Hendricken. Uh, Mount Pleasant was really good. They were a really good team. And honestly, there was a there was a lot of there was a lot of great teams throughout my high school career that I played against that I either never got to beat or I went even with like one and one, two and two, stuff like that. But yeah, the competition was well. It was it was really good back then. Yeah, and, and Rhode Island too over the years, you know, has birthed a lot of like star athletes that we've seen. Obviously, David and Cole and NBA now and someone like Tyler Kolek at the the big east level. Uh, I mean, the list goes on, like I said, but being so close with those guys, like you said, at Camp Arrow and just kind of playing with them throughout your days, um, how are you able to make, one, them better players with the chemistry that you have, and how has their success kind of motivated you to get to that next step as well? Um, I can I can easily speak on how it motivates me because, because you know, I haven't, I haven't spoke to David or Cole in a long time, but mm-hmm. when I do see him, it's all love, of course, but, like, being in the gym with Tyler every summer he's here, it's like we go at it every single time. And he's just, he's grown every single summer. He's coming, he's came back to Rhode Island and I'm literally with him with a weightlifting coach and in the gym. And it's just to see his progress and motivates me. We go in the gym, play against each other. We play on the same team. We, you know, we just, it's, it's, it's something that we both love to do. And, you know, it just, all it is is really now is just about getting better and getting better and getting better. And that's what we've been doing. Yeah. And, the, and those runs in the summer too. Uh, I'm, I know you're familiar with Chris Cherry. I'm going to probably be there this summer, you know, with you guys um, doing something kind of like this, uh, you know, doing some like uh, editing things and, and and film work for you guys. But I'm, I'm excited to see, cause I've never been obviously at those runs and to see them over the summer to see all those guys like yourself and Tyler just work out with like the top athletes in Rhode Island. Um, it's kind of surreal to see. So for someone like you, I'm excited to see where your journey takes you after, you know, your fifth year. I'm excited that you're going to be joining uh, Jay Wu for one more year. Um, but as far as the high school level went um, after you graduated or even during your senior year as well, like what was kind of the attention around your name as far as the college, like what were your, uh, what were some of the colleges that were on your radar? Uh, I didn't have many colleges on my radar my senior year. I was really trying to go to prep school. I was really trying to do a postgrad year after my senior year, but you know, it was I didn't really have um I didn't have great great uh great options, nor did I have um en- enough money to go to prep school. But um schools that were looking at me coming out of high schools, obviously one Johnson and Wales. I had I had Keene State, Nichols, I had Penn State Abington, I had Few others I had Rick, of course, but yeah, I didn't. I I feel like Johnson Wells was a good decision that I made out of my options that I did have. Yeah, and ultimately, why the decision? Why did you decide to go there? Not all those schools. Uh, I knew I knew the coach very well. He was um, I first met him. He was always going to Camp Arrow with a shoot. He would put on a shooting performance. If you don't know, my coach Jimmy Benz definitely hands down one of the top shooters in the world. And I'm not just saying that because he's my coach, like I've witnessed it as a kid and the things that he's, he's taught me being on his team now, it's ridiculous, but I had a relationship with him and I've, I've known a few other alumni that was there who had really good success. And 
you know, ended up playing at the professional level after college. And it was close to home. My family could come out and see me every single game. So that's that's pretty much why I went to Johnson and Wales. I, I knew if I did, if I kept working hard, I could still succeed the career that I want out of, uh, after high school. I mean, after college. Yeah, for sure. And like your first taste of college basketball, kind of getting in, you know, on campus, obviously, like you said, it's close to home. Um, but a few like players, like someone like Ricky Lito, obviously like, welcome to the NBA moment, so, kind of stuff like that. Like welcome to college moment. Like what was your first taste of college basketball? You were like, all right, this isn't high school anymore. Like, this is a completely different level of play. And I got to kind of adjust quickly. It was my first game of college. We was in Roanoke, Virginia. We played a school called York. It was a tournament. Man, the kids, the, 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 I honestly, I can't even call them kids. They were men. Like I was 18 years, yeah, 18 years old. I was lifting, but I wasn't lifting like men were. So the physicality was, the physicality was a lot different. The speed was different. And the IQ, it was the I, the IQ that these players have in different, different like regions of the, of the country. It's crazy. Like that team was a well-coached team, super high IQ'd, and they beat us by forty. And it was like, I was like, all right. But I had I had a good game. I did have a good game. I knew I could compete at any level. So, but that was my welcome to college moment. I I couldn't believe like how well the team was scoring on us. How much I was getting lost on defense. It was it was that was my welcome to college moment. Yeah, and you said too, like you said, you felt you had like a good game. <clears throat> Um, can you talk about a game throughout your career at the college level where, uh, you know, not that it kind of set you back, but, you know, you weren't like clicking, you weren't like, it was what, probably one of the hardest, uh, competitive games that you've played in at your level, at that college level, if you can think of one. Uh, I had a lot of trials my freshman year of college. So uh, there was a few, there was a few games like that, mm. you know, cause I was, I was a freshman. I had a, I had a, an all American on my team. I was, there was about four or five, maybe five or six returners on that team that won a championship two years prior to that. So my minutes weren't, my minutes were very limited my freshman year. So it was more like I couldn't really play through my mistakes because we had people just as good as me to be like on the court before me. So I'm just like, if I was, if I wasn't, if I wasn't making shots, if I wasn't, rebounding as a guard if I wasn't playing defense like it was little things like that that just kind of set me back as a as a freshman in college but other than that I, I wouldn't say I, I wouldn't say I was like really set back as a player you know what I mean yeah and like going forward with that after freshman year you know kind of taking those punches um I like to talk to a lot of college athletes about this too is how was how does your mindset kind of like grow from that and how did you kind of find yourself get into get into the rotation I know like the COVID year kind of like paused that like paused everything but um from that year how do you feel like you grew as a player and like your mindset grew as well with everything going on yeah so my freshman year I I started honestly I started mm. the first half of the year I started all the way from First half of the year, from the second game of the season all the way up until January, our January break, I ended up getting hurt. I ended up having severe bone bruising and uh, fluid in my knee. So I had to sit out about seven or eight games. And um, once I came back, I wasn't starting anymore, but I was still playing. But can you repeat your question? 
Like kind of just like uh, something, even like an injury too. Like what was your mindset like, like during that time? Yeah, How yeah, did you yeah. feel like it grew so, from that? So my mindset was really just I had to I had to find a way to keep my confidence at a at an all time high, which was which was something honestly I probably haven't succeeded until this past season, or maybe the end of last season. But um, yeah, it was just just really just. I know my love for the game, so staying in the gym, staying in shape, you know, lifting, doing everything right still because I knew my time would come because I knew I was going to be one of those prime players to come out of this program. So it was that was really all it was. It was just staying consistent, staying in the gym, and just believing it in myself. <clears throat> yeah, and as the years progress too, uh, talk about some of the toughest players that you've had to face up against uh, throughout your time there. If you can remember, like, specific player. guys. I know it's more so, like, teams, but if you could think of, like, yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely um, the GNAC player of the year this year. His name's EJ Day. He's a really tough guy. He's a defend. He's a really good uh, dude. I had really tough guy that I had to defend. Uh, he's about he's one of those short, crafty, shifty guys who know how to play make, who know how to score. He led the, he led the country in scoring the Division Three this year. Um he was really good. Uh, there's two, there's two point, there's two guards at St. Joe's, Connecticut, who won the last three GNAC championships. There's some, they're dogs. Um, honestly, those are like the top three guys in the in my conference that are like, I really have to like be on my A game with. Yeah. So you guys, so Jay Wu's in the, the GNAC. Have you ever played Rick? I know Rick's in the Little East, but have you ever played them like in a non-conference game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We played them my freshman year. So uh Keyshawn's definitely Keyshawn's one of my good friends. Yeah. He's definitely he's definitely one of the one of the tougher guards that I had to play against throughout my career in college. Uh, That's my also, guy. uh I forgot I forgot the other the other point guard's name. He ended up he ended Shion, up quitting. Right? I wanna yeah, Shion. Yeah. He's 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 really good as well. Yeah. Uh what was it like kind of to come back home? Uh, did you play at Rick or was it at J Wu? Uh, well, no, we played both in Rhode we, Island, but yeah, yeah, we played Eric. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I guess kind of going along those lines, kind of, you know, like you said, you're going to come back for a graduate year. Um, looking back over the four years that you played there, 49 points away from 1,000 um, over this summer, you know, kind of building up to that point. Damn, um, how'd you know that? <laughs> do my research, man. I know my shit. I mean, <laughs> yeah, all right, I like that. Good, you know, that's cool. Um, but, yeah, so like I said, 49 points away from 1,000, I mean, that's obviously capable. Um because, you know, one, I think it was this year, scored 35 points, like a career high at the college level. I mean, uh, yeah. kind of what does that feel, like kind of like the buildup to that? Honestly, it, it feels good, but I, I feel like with the amount of work that I put in, I should have had it – I should have had it way, mm. way sooner. But, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, I can't I can't do that without putting in the work. I can't do that without having a coach that believes that I can score and also teammates on the floor with me that, you know, get me shots, get me open and you know. But yeah, that's that's it. I I I was a little little upset with myself that I didn't have a, a 35 point game. Like I had a 30 I had a third my high my high 2 years ago was 31, but you know, I had a I had a few opportunities to have a few thirty point games, but I mean it is what it is. Yeah, COVID too, like I said, kind of messed that up too. If that year would have be because I know Jay Wu didn't play it, like you guys didn't play at all, right? 
No, we had one we had one exhibition game against Eastern Nazarene and it was we ended up losing that game. It was that wasn't a good game. Yeah, but I mean going along those kind of lines too, like uh kind of like highlighted moments in your career. Like what what would you say like one of your favorite games you've been a part of so far this year has been? Or not this year alone, but kind of like your whole career. It would be this year for sure. We uh it was a 35 point game that I had against Emmanuel. Mm-hmm. We uh it came back from a 17 point uh, we was we was down 17 points and the energy in the gym was crazy like it was like it was just a it was the best team win that we've had in my four years that I've been there and it was just it was you had to you had to have been there I can't even like speak on it, it was it was crazy is it kind of like you kind of black out once you get in a rhythm and you're just going and going and going? Because yeah, I looked at the sure. the spreads like during that game, like you didn't hit a lot of threes, but it just kind of seems like you were either going to the basket or hitting mid range, like that that part of your yeah. game was just clicking. So like, what is that like? Run me through like your mindset during that game. Honestly, I was just literally taking what whatever the defense gave me, and you know, it's it's just I practice so much, so I see the game very slow, so. When I the one chance I'm open, I got to take advantage of it because of the amount of work I put in, the amount of shot attempts that I'm capable of getting because of the work I put in. And, you know, I was just I was getting to the rim. I was using my mid range. I shot a lot of free throws that game. So I just really took whatever the defense gave me or whatever, whenever chance I got open. Yeah, we talked about the few teams that you have played against or played <laughs> with over the years at JWU. Um people like Bobby Fiorito and Tyreek Jones who who played Rhode Island basketball. Um, yeah. you know, just kind of talk about like that chemistry and how that kind of helped you guys win games over the years as well. Like what that means uh, to you. Uh, chemistry is everything. You don't win without chemistry for sure. So like these guys, like the guys that my, on my team were, we're like this, like we do everything together. We go eat, <laughs> like we go out, we do everything together. And that comes from, you know, just being being brothers, going through the adversity that we go through as a team throughout the whole entire season, you know, like we try to keep each other, you know, happy because, you know, as every college athlete can like, they can all they can all agree with this. Like, our sport gets pretty stressful. Well, not even just basketball, but any any sport, any college sport, the commitment it, it can get stressful at times. But as long as you have guys that you know that are going through it with you and that really love you and care about you and want the same goals as you do, you know, that's how you really, that's, that's how chemistry builds. Oh yeah, for sure. And, and kind of going back to what we talked about at the beginning, uh, starting your career with like Cranston East um, and then ending it obviously as a thousand point score, obviously a lot of accolades came from this year, um, you know, 22 points per game in the conference, one of the conference leaders in scoring, you know, made a conference all first team and all things like that. I mean, just the list goes on, but um Obviously, again, like that game against Emmanuel was one of your uh, your career high with 35 points. What did it kind of mean to you in the postseason to lose in the quarterfinals? And, like, what, what do you think kind of, like, the difference maker was in that loss opposed to the game that you won and had your career high? Uh, man, that hurts. <laughs> um, well, to, to beat them two weeks before the, the, the playoffs and then to lose to them in the playoffs – not having a super efficient game, not not having a super like a high scoring game, it was, it was kind of it was, it, it bothered me. But I mean, 
I don't know. It, it just, it just, it just made me more hungry and it made me more hungry to want to go back and solidify myself again as a great player. But, you know, it, it was a tough loss. They played me very well, like very well. I couldn't, the shots that I was getting the first time we played them, I weren't, I wasn't getting, I had to create more of my own shot that game. And, you know, we, we didn't, we didn't play too well as a team, but, you know, it's, it is what it is. Hats off to them. They did what they had to do to stop me. And, you know, maybe I'll see them next year in the, champ, uh, in the, in the playoffs again. Right. And for me, like uh, writing up these questions for you, obviously I didn't know that you were going to be coming back for a fifth year. So it's good to hear that. You know, you have another shot and again, past that a thousand uh, point milestone. Um, but, you know, kind of looking at more like accolades for you, like kind of cap everything off. Like I said, like obviously a great career at Johnson and Wales, but sports management is your major, right? Is correct? At Johnson and Wales. Right. So right. after basketball, you know, obviously, you know, you'll see what the future holds if you'll play like um, at the professional level. But if it wasn't for basketball, like if you weren't going to pursue a career in basketball, what would your uh, career choice be as far as like sports management? Like what would you want to get into after college? Uh, I want to be a um there's a few things I would like to be. I would like, but my main two would probably be a division one basketball coach or uh, an athletic director. Yeah. So that's what man. So management is uh, what, what are the kind of classes that JWU has been you know, offering you and how has that kind of helped you like kind of oh, pave away for your career? Yeah. There's a lot of classes that JWU has me taken, but um, hmm. you know, there's, there's a whole, whole bunch of classes. Like there's, there's marketing classes, there's marketing classes, event management classes. There's a, I took a coaching class. Um, the business part of like the business uh, aspect in sports, like it's it's a lot. Yeah, for me, it's kind of similar. I'm I'm not in the management part. I'm in like the media aspect, but I love going yeah. behind the mic, kind of being on camera, being like that kind of face. But um, which was kind of like the the motivation behind the podcast and everything. But um. As far as you, like, that's kind of everything I got for you, but I want to go through a little bit of a speed round before we cap things off. So to start things off, like we mentioned at the beginning, uh, who's your favorite basketball player and why? My favorite basketball player, Derrick Rose. I don't know why. He just, in his prime, he was just that dude. He was mm. he was a dog. He was just, his game was so just, like, eye-catching. Yeah. And I'm honestly, a- honestly, honestly, one thing I took from him was, was the floater like his floater was he didn't miss that yeah and i'm a diehard knicks fan so it kind of hurts me to see him not being yeah it hurts me too bed, they they're over here giving him standing ovations when he checks in the game like he's a great he's one of the greatest basketball players to play yeah so following that what's your favorite basketball shooter playing my favorite basketball shooter playing i got a few i'll I, i'll give you about three i'll give you I'll give you some Paul Georges, some KD sixes, and those LeBron soldiers I played in high school. I put a lot of work in with those. So with the with the strap, right, right, yeah, the, uh, yeah. I forget the number. I, I feel like yeah, I had a pair I, of those too, but I don't remember. I had the camouflage ones. I put a lot of work, and I had to. I busted holes in my shoes. <laughs> and I had to. I bought the same pair of shoes like three times. Mm. And if you could play in any on any court or any arena in the world, where would it be and why? That's a good question. Uh, shoot, I'd probably play in the Staples Center. I mean, yeah. not the Staples Center, the Crypto Center now, Crypto Arena, whatever it's called. Uh, just because it's in, it's in L.A., shoot, 
hopefully some celebrities can pop out, you know, mm. but I've never been to LA for basketball, but that's something I would like to do. Or I'd play in, I'd play in uh, the garden in New York. I definitely mm. would like to play there just because like, that's where the Mecca is, you know, for sure. And what was one of the coolest arenas you've been able to play in so far? Coolest arena. Uh, I got to play at Peace Jam. So definitely Peace Jam was Peace Jam was incredible. That was the best experience of my life that I had for basketball, just because of how many NBA players are around, how many college coaches are around, how many future NBA well, shoot, there's a lot of a lot of kids that I played against that year are in the NBA now, or at least I got to see that are in the NBA now. So Peace Jam is definitely probably the best. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't say I wouldn't call it an arena, but you know what I mean, like right sports coolest complex place, right? Exactly. Yeah, that was the coolest place to play. Yeah, and lastly, uh, if you were if you weren't playing basketball, I know we kind of talked about it a little bit, but if you weren't playing basketball, um, and that kind of wasn't part of your life, what do you think you'd be doing uh, with your life besides like coaching and and all that? I'd be playing college football. Oh yeah, would you would you play yeah. football at uh, Cranston East? So I, I, I played my freshman year, but I ended up quitting halfway through the season because I didn't I, – I the love for it wasn't there, and mm. I felt like I wasn't going to – like my biggest goal was to play varsity as a freshman, which I did, but I really wanted to just focus on getting better in basketball. And I didn't have great coaching at football uh, my freshman year on the football team, so I was like, you know, I'm done with this. I'm just going to focus on basketball. My love for it was fading away for it. And I was just like, I'm just, I got to make varsity. I had a whole bunch of goals that I wanted to accomplish as a freshman. So I just had to put the football down and just focus on one sport. Yeah, I gotcha. That's kind of like me, like basketball oriented. That's why I kind of start, like I said, got into sports media, did all this stuff. was because basketball, basketball kind of paved the way for everything. So for you, I kind of relate to it a little bit. But um, as far as uh, all the questions I got, Arias, that's all I got wrapped up for you. Um, I just wanted to know what you thought of Camp's Corner. Who might you want to see as a future guest down the line? A future guest? Uh, I would definitely want to hear uh, my friend, my my teammate Josh. My teammate Josh Zangerly, he's from New York. He's a sophomore at JWU. He's going to reach his 1,000 points next year as well. He was our second leading scorer. He puts in a lot of work. I definitely would like uh, more people from Rhode Island to know who he is because, you know, a lot of a lot of division three guys don't get a lot of love and you know hopefully this podcast and you know wh- whatever other d3 athletes that you do get to have on your store on your uh on your platform can just st- share their stories and you know but josh is definitely a guy who's hard working and super committed to winning super committed to his grind i would like him to speak up on it for your platform just so more guys in Rhode Island can you know know who he is yeah for sure that's kind of the message behind everything like you want to see like people not at the highest level but still competing at a high level you know what I mean because college basketball at any level it might because I, I used to broadcast for Rick so like seeing those mm-hmm. guys play and then now broadcasting at URI it's like every every division in college basketball no matter what it is it's competitive it's always going to be a high level of play so um exactly. definitely reach out to him um, and like I said, I appreciate you for joining me. I can't wait to see what the future holds for you. Uh, that's yeah, a big contact. Yeah, no problem, man. Anytime. And um, we were we were we were long overdue. I I missed your DM yeah. a long time ago, so that was on me. But I remember that. Yeah, we were supposed to do it a, a few months ago, but you know we got it done. Yeah. And 
um, I'm glad I got to talk to you. So I'll definitely be in contact soon, man. And uh, good luck every, the rest of the way through. Sure. Appreciate you.